Welcome to The Unstoppable Singer. I'm your host, Danielle Tucker, a professional vocalist, vocal coach, and a lead singer of the Mighty Untouchables Band. I'm also the producer and host of the Pandemic Proof Singer Summit and The Unstoppable Singer. The Unstoppable Singer follows the lives of real professional singers who've made incredible achievements in their lives and careers. We cover everything from voice work, making money, booking gigs, songwriting, recording, session work, and more. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast. Now on with the show. It is Melanie Taylor. Um, As one of Bette Midler's legendary harlots, Harlette, sorry, for nearly a decade, she performed on Bette's Emmy Award-winning Diva Las Vegas and assisted Bette and Tony Basil as a self-titled Harlette Wrangler on Bette's most recent national tour. She tours with Barry Manilow, performed on his Emmy Award-winning special, The Voice, The Grammys, and on the 92nd Academy Awards with Oscar nominee Cynthia Erivo and countless more appearances. Uh, She is an in-demand featured vocalist on major world tours, film, TV, and records with artists such as Steven Tyler, Jennifer Hudson, Steve Perry, Quincy Jones, David Foster, John Mayer. The list goes on and on. We have so much to talk about with Melanie. Let me bring her on and we will get right into it. Melanie. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Hi how are you? I'm good. Nice to be with you. And thank you so much for inviting me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm so excited yeah. to talk to you. You've had <laughs> such an incredible career. There's so much to talk about, but I was, I was laughing a little bit before we got started <laughs> yeah. it, because it dawned on me that, you know, as singers, we we're not general. Well, I mean, at least if you're a professional singer, you're not, you get used to the nerves, the nervousness, you know, it's, it's really more yeah. a feeling of excitement, yeah. but for a lot of us, when it comes to talking, it yeah. is a totally different thing. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, sometimes when I, I have guests on and they, and they say, Oh, I'm, this is, I'm nervous. This is weird. You know, <laughs> I yeah. totally get that. What, why is that? What's the difference between the talking and the singing? <laughs> I know. I think, well, for, again, thanks again for having me. And I, we, I was thinking about that. And I think sometimes when it's personal and you actually get to slow down and and have a conversation about what you do all day, it it feels a little odd because we're so used to doing what we do and not necessarily talking about it. Right. Happy to, happy to share and just relax and, you know, and just uh, have a chat with you about what it all means to both of us. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you. Thank you. Let's just get started by talking about um, what what do you currently have going on? What are you involved with right now in the singing world? Well, let's see. Uh, I stay busy. Uh, As you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, I currently tour with Barry Manilow, who's Mm -hmm. a a legendary legacy artist. Um, He's been at it for 50 years. It's shocking. It's like longer than most of us have been alive. And he's consistently built this obviously amazing career. So we do uh, six shows a month in Vegas, sort of, excuse me, alternating weeks. We come home in between. We do Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, and then we come back and rinse and repeat the following week. But this week is very special because I haven't even shared this, but I'm sharing it now because it's, well, it's, it's, it's been advertised and stuff. But um, the New York Pops is doing a tribute to Barry uh, to honor his career at Car- Carnegie Hall 
on Monday oh night, God. May 1st, and he's invited us to join him. Uh, his rhythm section and uh, the three singers, uh, us three singers, my friends and I. So get to cross that off my bucket list on Monday. Wow, I'm that's so incredible. Excited. Thank oh, you. Oh man, I'm, that's amazing. I know, I'm so excited. I am yeah. so excited. And, and part of the excitement is that I get to share it with my family mm -hmm. and the people who are always supportive of me, my friends, my countless friends in the industry and my friends who, who just, you know, lift me up every day and stuff. So I feel like this is this is for them as much as it is for for Barry and for all yeah. the people that that I get to work with. So Wow, what a I big honor. That's amazing. I know. I never thought I'd get there. They say how do you get to Carnegie Hall, right? Practice. Yeah. I just kept showing up for my job and <laughs> got <Yeah>. offered <laughs> got included. <laughs> So I would say you've, you've paid your dues. I uh, think so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. It's a reward for sure. Yeah. So that's one thing. And um, what else? Uh, well, that's kind of on my on my plate right now because we're just about to leave for New York on Friday and then we rehearse over the weekend and then we then we do the thing. So after that, taking a little vacation with my husband. Can't oh, <laughs> nice. Anywhere yeah. in particular you're thinking of, about going? Um, we have a couple of places. Uh, we always like to go someplace warm and the weather's been so wacky here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure if it'll either be Hawaii or it'll be uh, Mexico, the Caribbean. Ooh. Not sure. We're, we're, we're throwing around a few ideas. Any nice. place where we can go and walk around barefoot and just have a margarita and just relax. Uh, <laughs> sounds amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Oh, that's great. Thank you. And it, um, I see too that you have a new single out. Oh yeah, yeah, we're getting ready to launch that. That's another really cool story. So uh, a few years ago, my dear friend Sylvia McCullough, who's a fantastic singer, songwriter, and producer, mm -hmm. um, wrote a song and had me in mind for it. And I was so honored when she asked me to sing it. I was like, of course. So she came over and we laid it down here in our studio. And um, then COVID happened. <laughs> yes. So everything got put on the back burner. And I'm a little slow, I'm a little slow. At, at things. I'm a little bit of a, of a tortoise. Um, but I finally was like, what am I doing? I need to share this beautiful song that she wrote with the world. So um, I had an idea to, um, I'm doing, we, we did a lyric video for it, mm. written, uh, produced by my, and created by myself and my friend Kitten Kuroi, who's also a fantastic multitasker and multi-hyphenate talented <laughs> woman. I don't know how she does it all. She's a uh, She's on fire. She's a pistol. So she, she uh, gave us some ideas and she she turned up this incredible lyric video. Mm -hmm. So we're going to launch that on my YouTube channel and across other, a few other platforms, as well as, of course, putting the single on all the platforms, uh, Spotify, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the song is called. Oh, what's the song called? Just That Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I only know because I had it written down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm embarrassed, officially embarrassed, so much for the nerves. I am not nervous anymore. Uh, just that easy. And so we're looking forward to sharing that with everybody uh, very soon. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to that. What a knucklehead. Yeah. <laughs> I am absolutely the worst when it comes to quickly recalling uh -huh. somebody's name or the name of a TV show, uh, anything, oh, a oh, name good. of a song. Yeah. I feel better. And it's the end of the day and we both have been kind of saturated with our day. That's I've been right. so looking forward to this where I could just relax. I'm like, oh, I can, I'm not going to remember anything, but it's okay. <laughs> Y'all can love right. me through it. It's okay. We'll both get through it somehow. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> just that easy. Thank you, Sylvia. Gorgeous song. Can't wait to share it. Yeah. Okay. So you'll have it out on um, all the major pl platforms so we can find it under Melanie Taylor. That's correct.
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Keep an eye out. And I'll be, you know, I'll do all the, all the, um, the posting and, um, you know, tagging and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So hopefully it won't be that hard to find. Awesome. Great. Well, I want to dive into uh, the highlights of your career. But before we do that, let's go back in time to where things all began for you. Um, how you got your start as a singer, if you're coming from a musical family, or how did um, how did singing ignite with you? I love that word ignite, because that's kind of what it was. I started out life as a dancer. Mm. Um, I do come from a musical family. My mom, Althea Waits, AltheaWaits.com. <laughs> my mom's a concert pianist <laughs> and professor of music. And my dad was an opera singer and actor. So um, I feel like I didn't choose this life. I feel like it mm. chose me. I come by it honestly, and I never, I never really thought about doing anything else, mm -hmm. mostly because I just enjoyed it right away. Mm -hmm. It was a great way to express myself. I'm an only child. Uh, my mom's only child. And so I kind of got, you know, a lot of not so much attention, but I was able to stretch out and just kind of have fun with it. Um, <clears throat> I play the viola. It's, it's kind of like the viola is like the sad violin, but I think yeah. it's really beautiful. Yeah. I did that for a while. I did a little bit of everything, tap dancing and, and roller skating and um, performing in this thing called the Star Capades. So I, I grew up in New Orleans and in Riverside, California. I went to school there and then graduate, graduated from high school and got a bunch of scholarships, went to Cal State Fullerton and majored in theater. Mm -hmm. so I have a degree in theater with an emphasis in dance, sort of a minor in dance. So mind you, see, so singing was not really uh, on, my, on my dance card, although I did sing. I just knew how to sing, but it wasn't an aspiration. It wasn't a vocation. It wasn't mm -hmm. like I'm a singer. It was just, by the way, I sing. It was, oh. It's kind of weird to, to say that now, but it's the truth. My mm -hmm. grandmother was also a singer, and I, she sang around the house all the time, did light opera, of course, sang in church. And um, so fast forward to, I think, the ignition, the, the spark that lit that singing flame, if you will, was I was working, I was waitressing after when I was in college, and a friend of ours wanted, me, wanted someone to do a demo. I didn't know what that was. I like I didn't sing in garage bands or bands in, in high school or anything like that. So I was like a demo. So he said, yeah, you know, I'm a songwriter, this and that. So I had just been singing in theater and belting my heart out like to the back row. And so I went to the studio and I started learning the song. It was kind of like a Patti Smythe scandal kind of song. That's mm -hmm. kind of a cool tune. Should we do that song? Anyway, <laughs> it's, called, it's called Loser at Love. And it's written by Gary Dalton. Gary, if you're watching, thank you. Um, and so I go in the studio and I just started belting. Hey, and he was like, okay, um, let me help you. Because I know you, I know you're a theater kid, whatever, but the, the studio is different. Mm -hmm. So he, he taught me how to sing on a mic and how to just do it live in the room rather than, you know, belching, swinging for the fences. And it was pretty, pretty cool at the end of the day. And then he paid me. I was like, what? There's money involved <laughs> to do what I to do that? That's all you want? Okay, you know. So that was kind of it. And I kind of like I had my aha moment. And then I just started doing more of both. Um, I did I worked for Disney. I was a kid of the kingdom. Um, and Disney was like boot camp, one of the best, best experiences of my life for sure. Because you got to do all your got to use all your skills and everything that I had learned in school, right? Mm -hmm. Singing and dancing and technique and learning protocols and learning who to talk to and how to, and what the hierarchy was in a production and everything about that I really got to learn from after after graduating from school from college mm -hmm. you know in the workplace 
And I don't know many, many opportunities like that. Um, I know there are still theme park performers, of course, and there's cruise ships. I think those are great places to really hone your craft and really like get thrown down. You know what I mean? Really like dig in and work a lot and sing and dance a lot or whatever you're doing, play your instrument. Yes. So uh, that's, that's how it started. That's a very long answer to your very brief question. <laughs> that's great. That's great. So um, you're, you're getting your feet wet there at Disney. Mm -hmm. What were some of those breakthrough moments for you or, or very like, like um, just highlight moments, opportunities that came through um, as you were progressing? You know, there are so many, but I think some of the, some of the peaks were working at Disney um, and then traveling. That was yeah. the first time I'd been on an airplane was when I went uh, one of the, my first job at Disney was, getting on an airplane and going to Helsinki, Paris, and London. Wow. I mean, there's no place to go but down after that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but that was so incredible. And to like work with a team of people and literally just go across the world to do uh, what we used to, with trade shows, essentially, you know, corporates. Mm -hmm. And um, we did a, a launch for Finnair's first uh, nonstop flight from Los Angeles to Helsinki. I miss, I miss those corporate gigs. They were really fun. I used to do a yeah. lot of that kind of stuff for... I don't know if any, I'm sure most people watching probably understand what that is, but you just go to launch a product or a service, or maybe it's like a big sales meeting, an annual sales meeting. So I've done a lot of that kind of stuff. And so mm -hmm. that launched travel. So I think that kind of like, uh, how should I say, uh, ignited my love for travel mm -hmm. and gave me, I have a serious wanderlust. I'm always like, where can we go now? Yeah. So there's that. And then I went to Japan for nine months and sang with a band at Tokyo Disneyland. And it was an, it was the first time they put together two um, guy jeans, two American singers, myself and another guy, with uh, a Japanese band. So there was a language barrier to overcome, uh, because of course we didn't speak Japanese. My Japanese has never been better than like ordering sushi. Like I'm hopeless. <laughs> but um, and our Japanese musicians, you know, they didn't speak much English. So we had to find common ground, and that was a great learning opportunity to figure out how to create these you know, the music to how to create arrangements and how to perform together with a big language barrier. So mm -hmm. we just uh, serve the song, you know, the music, the cliches, it's a universal language, but it's true. So even mm -hmm. if we're singing in English, there was still something that we could all identify with. So that was huge. And as, as it went on, it just, I just kept working, you know, I just kept doing lots of sessions and lots of traveling, singing with bands, a lot of bands. Mm -hmm. And that was all, uh, that was all leading up to uh, I guess, uh, auditioning for Bette Midler because I was at working at Disney at the time singing with a band. And uh, my friend Jerry Lynn was like, Bette's going back on the road because she hadn't been on the road for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So she had taken time off after she got married and had her daughter and did all those films for Disney, right? Ruthless mm -hmm. People and all those films. And um, she was ready to go back out and wanted to do it with a splash and she did. It, yeah. was, it was a lot, it was amazing. But, you know, it kind of came out of nowhere. The audition came out of nowhere for me because I didn't even have an agent. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you've really, I, I mean, it seems like you've simultaneously been walking both paths of a live performance singer and session singer. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of how it's worked for you where you, you've, you've always been doing both at once? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I and I love it. I, I feel I feel like I get to really spread my wings and do 
all the things that I enjoy. I don't want to get pigeonholed. So I'd say yes to as much as I can so that I can keep learning and growing and just tap into all my interests. I'm a little bit of a minor bird, like, oh, something shiny, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's I think it's healthy to to give yourself an opportunity to do new things and to do not necessarily over multitask or, you know, not be balanced, but just to try things. And that's kind of how it worked for me. And I was able to learn from all the people that I've worked with and had some great uh, voice teachers and, and coaches, um, as well as, you know, dance instructors. And I love learning. I love taking class. I don't get to take class as much as I would like, but by that, I mean dance class. Um, but yeah, I just, I've been able to do both. Um, and I feel very fortunate. Yeah. You've done um, so much live performance and mm -hmm. touring with these like legendary singers and musicians. Yeah. Bette Midler, um, Steven Tyler, Jennifer Hudson, Steve Perry. I mean, the, the list is incredible. Hmm. I'm curious okay. to know what the experience is like working with um, artists of that caliber being on tour with them what is what is the typical interaction uh between the artist and the you know supporting singers and band and everything or it, it is is it different from artist to artist it is different from artist to artist for sure um i think one thing i've learned is that and a lot of the arts that you mentioned i i would maybe i did a few performances um, like on television or, or yes, or a tour. Or so they, it was all kind of different um, situations. Mm -hmm. However, when you walking into the room with these people, I, my, my feeling is we're all human. Yeah. You know, and, cause we are. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, while I'm respectful and of course, and sometimes a little bit in awe, I just treat everyone like a friend. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I kind of reserve my distance, but I'm friendly and warm and open and hey, we're here for you, whatever you need, let us know. And um, just go from there and kind of take their temperature, I kind of let them lead the way. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. let them let them tell you show you through their behavior, or their openness or their reserve, whatever works for them. I'm cool. Because you got to remember you would if you weren't supposed to be there, you wouldn't be there. Right. So when you're on a job like that, you know, stop auditioning. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to be their friend. And maybe, maybe you will be, but that's not, that's not the intention. So for me, it's just, I just try to approach it all with an open heart and just say, let's have some fun. Let's serve your music. Let's, let's make it great and yeah. see, and see how they respond. And for the most part, I have to say most, most artists I've worked with have been very um, lovely you know, yeah. really. And just like I say, it's okay if they're reserved or shy or, you know, want to just be about the, about the job. I'm cool with that. Um, mm -hmm. Anything else is sort of extra, but for the most part, I feel like I've been really lucky to work with, uh, with good people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you're talking about um, your interaction with the artist and just, you know, acting normal, be cool, you know, don't yeah. go crazy. Don't, you know, fangirl yeah. on, on everybody and uh, which I'm sure can make them feel very uncomfortable. Well, but, I did. Do, I kind of did that with, with John Mayer, I have to say. Yeah. I did, yeah. And I, but I let him know that I was going to just only going to do this once. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just want to tell you, and I had my iPod at the time. I have all your albums on my iPod. Aww. I love your music. I'm so happy to be here. Okay. I'm done. I'm going to go sit down now. <laughs> <And> he just <laughs> laughed. <laughs>
<laughs> a little whip goes a long way, you know. Yeah, I'm I can't blame you there. He's yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like I had to say it, but um, but other than that, yeah, you just you can fan out with your friend, like, oh my god, you can't believe it, you know, mm -hmm. do that with your friends. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, just have have fun with that. Well, you obviously have a lot of skills and qualities about you that have led you to win these kinds of opportunities over and over and over again. Um, because the list of, you know, accomplishments that you have in the singing world just go on and on. So it sounds like personality is a very important quality for you. You kind of know how to show up and act right, you know, when you're <laughs> in a situation. Can you tell yeah. me what are some other qualities that you think are important for, you know, singers in the professional world to uh, use? What have been some, some of your keys to success? That's a great question. Definitely keeping a sense of humor and a little tongue in cheek about it all. When you're not sure, ask. Mm -hmm. That don't make assumptions about what, Maybe you, if you're not sure, if you're sure, go for it. But you know, it's it's always good to ask if you're not sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think one another another really important thing is to kind of be the observer. Yeah. Be the observer of what you see in the room. Take it in, you know, maybe before you before you proceed. If there's any kind of energy that you're not sure about, I like to just sort of sit back and read take the it room. In. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's key and it's helped me a lot when, when I do that, if I see something go sideways, I'm, oh, man, I'm glad I didn't, I'm glad I didn't, you know, start any, or ask, I don't know, talk out of turn, but not, not even so much that I'm glad I, I'm glad I just took a breath. Yeah. When in doubt, take a breath. If you need a break, take one. And I mean, if that's, that could be an hour, that could be a week. Mm -hmm. um, I think being successful is doing the thing that you love. Yes. However, keep it all in perspective. Mm -hmm. I think part of that is, is, is knowing that it could all go away. Yeah. And also giving yourself permission to not do it anymore. If you don't think it's right. I don't believe in grinding away at things. Mm -hmm. I think that can lead to a, a setup. You know, you can, your expectations can get, can exceed your, your amb ambition or you can, it, it, your expectations can set you up for failure or disappointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, just having a healthy perspective about what we are blessed to do and bring mm -hmm. joy to people, be provocative, be um, encouraging, make people think, feel. A lot of times we're just agents of these feelings that people have, but they don't have a means of expression. Mm. Yeah. For them. And so I think as an artist, as a singer, especially because singing, the voice is the first instrument, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that so many people don't have a voice. And um, a lot of times when I'm on stage, I feel like maybe I can be that that expression for them that they have stifled or give them permission to uh, feel what they're feeling and maybe express it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a little abstract. It's just kind of, for me, something I think about, especially if I'm not sure if I can keep going or if I'm tired, I think about the people that I feel responsible to, which is my, my fellow musicians and my audience, our yeah. audience. Yeah. Mm. That's some great, really great advice. Um, and you, uh, Sometimes you also, it actually works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> you, um, 
have your own coaching practice and work with um, other singers and performers. Can you tell me about that? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, one of the best things I get to do is be a mentor mm-hmm. to young artists, younger, or even, you know, I've mentored people in my my peer group as well. Uh, recently, my husband and I, Terry Woolman, who's a great guitarist and composer, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's across the room taking a bow. <laughs> he said he was going to behave. He makes me laugh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he and I were both chosen as uh, Grammy University mentors last semester, mm-hmm. and it was such a privilege. And I'm still mentoring and still friends with my mentee, Benjamin, who goes by Fade Dresto. He's a little rapper and, uh, you know, uh, songwriter little performer. I say little because he's, you know, he's young and just starting out, but he's yeah. very, he's very strong. He's very strong. And we, we, we text each other, you know, a few times a week. And so mentoring and coaching, I feel are essential. I have coaches that I work with. Mm-hmm. I think it's essential at every stage of your artistic journey. My mother, who's been playing since she was, you know, six, like we both started at the same age. My mom is is a masterful musician and you know has had worldwide accolades and still practices like three times a day and still has excuse me a musical partner her musical partner who when she's working on new pieces she'll play them for him and get feedback mm-hmm. it's essential it keeps you fresh it needs to be someone that you trust someone who has excuse me your best interest at heart but also has has the acuity to tell to show you uh, a new ways of approaching your work and so my mentoring is 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 intention based. Mm-hmm. I like to ask a lot of questions. I don't look at it as giving advice. I don't. I I, I sort of I, I flinch at that a little bit, even though I probably am giving advice in a way. But I don't I don't frame it that way. I just try mm-hmm. to like ask people, ask my coaching, my my students or whatnot, my clients questions ask questions because I believe you ask yourself into the answer the answer is there mm-hmm. whether you like it or not whether you want to hear it or not maybe but the answer is there and so or sometimes I'll do prompts um, I've worked with coaches where we do prompts and affirmations um, if someone is having uh, blockages and obstacles around their work or in their voice I say you know not to get too deep but do you have any unresolved trauma about singing. Mm-hmm. Were you encouraged to sing when you were younger? When did you start? Lots of just questions. And, I, and I'll say, you don't have to tell me mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable, but just think about it. Because mm-hmm. I, I can hear things. Sometimes I can feel things mm. that maybe have been overlooked, paved over, ignored, whatnot. The voice will never lie to you, right? You know yeah. that. This, yeah. You talk about this in your work. And uh, so you just kind of lean into those questions and sometimes that will help to release whatever it is that you're holding on to, maybe help you cultivate more of what will serve you and serve Mm -hmm. serve your music, serve your voice. Yeah, I love that. I love that approach to asking questions and going much deeper than you know you would think is is just about the singing but i mean in reality you know our body is our instrument and the the mind is so much a part of that as well oh you know we're we're constantly you know coaching singers to like get out of your head get into your body right but you know the head's still going to be there and and i think that is such an important um such an important work to do is to really kind of dig into uh, what is, you know, 
what's really going on in the background in your mind when you're performing, because I think it speaks to, you know, weird performance anxieties we might have. It might mm -hmm. speak to, uh, just the way we interact with an audience. Um, for sure. So many things. That's, so many things. Yeah, that's really incredible. When I was studying acting, um, one of the, I studied a lot of Meisner, and which was the one I really, the technique I really connected with, and it's sort of moment to moment mm -hmm. mind, mindfulness, right? And uh, it's 100% applicable to, uh, to singing, mm -hmm. to stay in the moment. Yeah. And remember the story. And one of the things we teach, I teach in another uh, uh, coaching platform that I work on for corporate, like not, not vocals at all, but it's a corporate, um, corporate coaching company. Mm -hmm. We work with intention and storytelling and story building so that corporate clients can learn how to make better presentations essentially, but to mm -hmm. connect with their core ideas about why they're saying it, who they're saying it to, why now, and what would you like to receive by saying what you're saying? It's the same thing with a song. Mm -hmm. If you're struggling with any kind of performance anxiety, or even if you're not, if you just feel a little scattered, or if you just want it to be more pointed and more specific, pick somebody, <laughs> pick somebody to sing to Yeah. past, present, someone up in the second row out there, you know, whatever. But if, if you create a story for yourself, just for you, you know, inner, inner monologue, inner dialogue, inner monologue, mm -hmm. it, it, there's something that happens because it's connected to your memory. It's connected to the present moment. Yeah. That look, look at Bernadette Peters. I feel like she's the queen of that. Mm -hmm. I I've never met her. I, well, actually I think I got her autograph once a long time ago when I went to see a show on Broadway, but she, for me, I look at her, I look at her performances and I think, man, this woman is right here right now. At the same time, she's, remembering someone she loved or a man that got away or a child that whatever there's some there's this beautiful kind of alchemy that happens with her she's just one example we can all think of, of others but it's that kind of present grounded intensity that that only comes from being in the moment and also i feel creating an arc mm -hmm. yeah that is so important. And um, I think just just kind of sticking with the the idea of presence um, in your performance. And I think it's, you know, whether you're in the studio or in a live performance situation, mm -hmm. you know, we can get into our heads so mm -hmm. deeply that we we really we become a singer who's stepping onto the stage to be observed by an audience watched and you really are in it by yourself because you're thinking about yourself you're thinking right. how you're doing how great you're not doing or right or, that's you're definitely in your head then and that's yeah, the weird things going on but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when you make that intention and create an experience between you and the audience and you connect yes. with them in that way you can step outside of the mind chatter yes and really uh you know, really create something magic, which is Absolutely. what we all want to do. That's what we all want to do. Yeah. Create some beats for yourself. You mm -hmm. know, a verse has a beat, a chorus has a beat, but we, yeah, I know, you know what I mean by beats, but like acting beats, like shifts, mm -hmm. shifts in, in, in the intention. Now I'm, now it's this, now it's this, now it's that. 
and mm-hmm. this is huge or whatever. And you know, those beats, I think, like I said, Broadway act, Broadway singers have it down, you know, they're, they're magnificent that, with that because they are acting, mm-hmm. they're singing their, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's the script set to music, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, creating beats and keep, that keeps you out of your head. It gives you a place to go. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, I mean, and you know, you could be singing boogie, 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 and you don't have to go through all that, but if <laughs> get down, I'm thinking about, no, it's not that that's not that serious, but you know, if you're just having fun, great, good for you. But if there's some, if it, if the song has more weight, if it's more dynamic, if it really has that stuff going on, you know, give, have fun with it, mm-hmm. you know, create a, create a little bit of a story, create a character. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And um, have, what types of students are you taking on these days or clients? Um, do you keep a, a, a heavy load of students or do you just kind of on a needed basis? Yeah. I'm just kind of here if people reach out. I don't really have a, a roster of students at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm open, you know, I'm always yeah. open to do, I like to do, uh, how should I say, like, like if someone needs uh, audition prep mm-hmm. or preparation for a tour, you know, I can go through some protocols with them to keep them help, help maybe keep them healthier or just give them a point of view. Um, just to kind of like learning the ropes. I've had more people be like, what's your routine on the road? And I'm like, well, let's see. I, I have it. I have a routine, mm-hmm. you know, so I do a lot of that kind of stuff. I helped a girlfriend pack for a tour one time. She mm-hmm. had no idea what to bring and how to do, how to bring it. And it was a bus and truck thing. And I was like, girlfriend, let me help you. And it was kind of fun for me to say, yeah. you know, roll your clothes and get a separate bag for the bus. So when you roll up to a ven- uh, hotel at four o'clock in the morning, you're not schlepping your big old bag off of there. Put your jammies and your your uh, toiletries in one little bag. And, you know, it's little things like that that only come from experience and getting yeah. it wrong. <laughs> getting it wrong. <laughs> That yeah. help you to, you know, give people. So, so to answer your question, I'm just open if people want to reach out. I'm happy to, um, to see how I could be of service. Yeah. And I know you, you're, you're a wealth of knowledge when it comes to, um, you know, uh, well, this is only one aspect of it, but just, <laughs> there are things that you do that probably seem just so routine, like packing mm-hmm. for a tour or whatever, right. but is completely, you know, foreign to, um, you know, a younger artist, maybe that's like, going off for the first time or, or, you know, starting a, um, some sort of a like travel show, but you're, um, and I'm sure you have so many (laughs) things like that, that you should write a book. And in fact, I I am writing a book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there might be a few travel tips in there. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah. It's I'm, I'm writing my memoir. It's a five-year plan. Uh, it may not take that long, but you know, my book doula, that's what I call her. She's like, give yourself time because it's true. It's there's a lot of excavating that has to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, we start by writing stories without judgment. It, memoir is sort of like it's not like an autobiography. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but memoir is sort of like it. It. it um, what's the word? It. It's a narrow focus. It's a narrow point of uh, part. Gosh, period of time. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Maybe it's 10 years, maybe it's five, maybe it's a year. It just depends. And so I'm playing with different um, formats of that mm-hmm. and just, just playing around, writing a lot of stories and uh, seeing what comes up. I do have a working title, which I will not share because, no. <laughs> you know, I have a working title and I have, I have a format that I'd really like to, to try. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm supposed to stay open to other ideas, of course. And it's like, ah, oh, but I really want to do it like this, you know, yeah. <laughs> hard headed. But it has been an interesting process writing my stories. And uh, I've written about, 
not that many, seven or eight, but I don't think it's not going to be a big old long drawn out thing. You know, mm-hmm. And I'm getting very inspired by reading other memoirs. Mm. Um, I've read Viola Davis's memoir twice. Oh, man. If anyone out there is a fan or loves to, I hope you love, I love to read. It's kind of like my thing. But yeah. Finding Me, mm. we all know how her story ends. You know, we all know what she what she grew into and how magnificent she is. Yeah. But her story was like, wow. Yeah. Really amazing. What a what an incredible life. Powerful, powerful book. That, The Light We Carry, Michelle Obama's um, mm-hmm. uh, memoir. Her second one has been great. The first one was beautiful. I read Quincy's, uh, I think it's called 12 Lessons, Quincy Jones. So I'm just reading, I've, you know, I've read Keith Richards' life and I've read Sting's autobiography. I love an autobiography. I've read a lot of, and Joni mm-hmm. Mitchell's never written an autobiography, but there have been a lot written about her. She's like my favorite artist. Um, and I say autobiography, some are autobiography, some are memoirs. So I'm trying to mix it up just to get an idea of how people tell their stories yeah. so that mine can be authentically me. And um, we'll see. We'll yeah. See how I do. It's a process. It's, it's exciting, but it's like a little daunting too. You can imagine. Yeah. That's a huge undertaking, it you is. know, to, to uh, you know, write, write a book. Um, what, what inspired you to want to do that? Are you a big storyteller or do you just <laughs> know you've got a lot of good stories <laughs> to tell? <laughs> I wanted to share what I've learned. Yeah. And so that was the catalyst. And as I look back on my career, uh, I'm still in the process of my career, whatever that means. However, there's a lot of things that I've learned that I think um, I would hope that uh, someone else could benefit from the things that I was never taught. Yeah learned along the way and um, there are a lot of young artists that I've worked with and that I observed that I feel like could really use maybe feel a little stronger a little more um, authentic if if we all share what we know Mm -hmm. I just want to share what I know I don't know everything but I've learned a lot and uh, there there are things that I've learned that I wish that someone had told me but I had to learn them on my own and that's okay because the learned experience is the real is the truth it's your truth. And mm-hmm. so, um, I, again, I, I don't want it to be, I don't know, I, I don't think it's going to be a very long book, maybe a couple mm-hmm. hundred pages, but that's my goal, yeah. to help someone who might need it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, hopefully I'll find my audience. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you will. The thing I, I love so much about a memoir and, and what I think is so special about you, um, you know, putting this together to put out in the world, help other people is that generally the memoirs aren't always the glamorous stories. A lot of times they are the bumps that, you know, we've hit in the road, the mistakes that we've made, the, the hardships and everything. And I think it's so important for someone like you who has had such a, you know, a a great career. And and we see all those, we see all the highlights of that, you know, Mm -hmm. but in reality, I mean, you, I'm sure have had many challenges and struggles along the way. And I Mm -hmm. think it really helps the reader to, to recognize that it's normal to experience these things. And it, it's, it's just, that's all part of the journey is overcoming, keep going. And, you know, and finding, um, figuring out, you know, why things happen to you in in the Mm -hmm. long run, but, you know, to share very intimate side of your life like that, I think is really a great contribution. And I'm sure is going to mean a lot to. Oh, gosh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Because there are times when I stop writing for a week, and I'm like, Oh, gosh, I 
feel kind of wrung out. One of the things that's helped me, and I appreciate everything you just said. Thank you for that. It's very encouraging. You know, I talk to people who I've shared some of these experiences with. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's a couple people specifically that that I'm talking to, and one one I haven't yet, but it's coming, my friend. She doesn't know it yet. <laughs> they help you to fill, they help you to fill in the blanks because there's usually like you know what you see and what how you're seeing, and then there's there's some stuff in the middle. So just for clarity's sake, you know, to really remember, do I remember that correctly? Well, it's my it's my remembrance, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's good to bounce things off of someone that you trust that was also there. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of things that that there's a lot of noise that that kind of tends to cloud your your uh, your remember your memories, but at the same time, you know, write it your way. Just write it, write it down, and it's how you remember it. It's how you experienced it. Mm-hmm. And so yes, there's definitely been, of course, challenges and obstacles, and that's, you know, you have to just sort of allow yourself to lead with your heartbreak sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and share that and and you know again too danielle it's like i i hope that my 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 hope is that and my intention is that it's not just for people in the business or mm-hmm. singers in the business it's that it's it's a universal experience because like you said a moment ago everyone sees the highlights mm-hmm. but and that's what you're supposed to see right yeah we, we, we call it show business but when when you're on stage or when you're making a record or whatever of course, no one wants to see you, you know, in pain. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think it's important to not glamorize it and to so that people recognize that it wasn't just hard, but that it was there were challenges that you had to overcome in order for the highlight to be the highlight. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm I'm digging into it in that with that intention in that regard. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Oh, that's great. Well. I'm going to pick that book up as soon as it comes out. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Keep us posted. I noticed um, in our conversation, something that like a theme that has emerged that I, I, I hear in so many of your responses is that you are a true learner. You are somebody who's probably just a lifelong learner. And I, I liked um, a little while ago how you had said that, um, you yourself have coaches and, and, you know, step out of the, you know, teaching role and, and, and go, um, and with that practice. And I think it is, um, so important to keep that type of a mindset, Mm -hmm. um, not just in your singing life, of course, and, you know, in every aspect of your life too, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. to always approach things with some sense of newness and, you know, moldability and openness, because I think, um, someone who has had so many experiences in their career could get to a point where they think, well, you know, been there, done that. And and it become a little like, little jaded by it maybe oh yeah and it can kind of feel like a grind but um it sounds to me like that's not the experience for you because you keep that open mind thank you yeah it's a choice mm-hmm. it's a conscious choice um I, <clears throat> I i absolutely believe in learning i study with aretha scrubs who's gonna name check a couple people mm-hmm. she has helped me so much with my voice katie riggs amazing i've, I've taken a couple of her workshops mm-hmm. um i i do intentional coaching and just sort of discussing things with my with my friend Kate Peters who runs Vocal Impact uh the company that I that I work with sometimes um and 
I'm actually, you know, when I'm not singing and, and touring and running around, I, I, we live at the beach and I come home, I take off my shoes and I cook a lot. I cook every day when mm. I'm home. And my husband is so sweet. He's like, what do you want me to make you for dinner? I'm like, I got it. <laughs> I've, already, I've got the fish, I've got the vegetables. I'm gonna make us something fun. Um, I'm actually learning, talk about learning. I'm learning to watercolor. Uh-huh. I'm terrible, I'm terrible at it. I can't, I can't even draw a straight line, but wait. I'm working with this incre- incredible mentor, I have to share this real quick, mentor. His name is George and he's a master painter and watercolor artist. Uh-huh. The other day, George gave me these brushes. Aww. And they have his patina on them. Like they, they were in uh, his hands and he he made paintings with them and stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I yeah. feel like it's like, you know, I feel like Anthony Bourdain just gave me his knives or something. Mm-hmm. And and George just he gave me a bunch of paint and some books, some some stuff to some paper. And I'm just like, I'm so I feel so lucky. I yeah. I don't I'll probably I don't know if I'll ever be good at it, and that's not the point. But the fact that I've got this incredible mentor, he's 80 years old, God bless him, mm-hmm. you know, and it gives us both something to look forward to. So yeah. I always try to learn new things. Yeah. Child's mind. I was, when I, when I, I got certified to teach yoga in 2012, I've been a certified mm-hmm. yoga teacher all that time. I don't teach a lot anymore. I will continue to teach, but also this is yoga too, mm-hmm. by the way. Do you practice? Have you ever done yoga? Yes. Ah. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not actively right now, but in my mind, I'm always thinking, I got to get back to yoga. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> and that's part of your yoga, yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah, when I got, when I, when I started um, actually deepening my practice and, and learning, um, mm-hmm. getting certified, child's mind is like mm-hmm. the first thing, as you know, I don't know, for all the, those of you who are listening, mm-hmm. when something is scary, when something feels not, when you're not sure, just think of it like you're a kid. Because we kind of all are, the, yeah. all the ages we've ever been. If I don't understand something, like my husband's trying to explain something to me, you know, generally speaking about technology or finance or whatever. Right. <laughs> explain it to me like I'm five years old. Yeah. And just simplify. And so that's helpful. It's helpful when you're not sure of yourself, even when you're learning music. I don't know. Just simplify it. Just break it down. One bar, one page at a time, you know, one stave at a time, one just... Just take it. Don't get overwhelmed on a piece that's like 15 pages long. We've all done those songs and sessions or, you know, sight, my sight reading is not fantastic. It's good. It's serviceable. Mm-hmm. I could always be better. Um, and so that's another thing. I'm, I'm going to sign up for sight reading class again and just keep reviewing. Um, it's something I work on all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just and then and then give yourself a break too. balance is key. It's so important to not be doing stuff all the time. Doing yeah. nothing is doing something, people. Please take that in. God bless you all. Yeah. Doing nothing is doing something. Yeah. I just saw someone post today. Oh my gosh. Take about <laughs> talking about how, uh, you know, stop calling taking a rest a treat or something. It's, it's not right. a treat. It's a necessity. Good for you. <laughs> you know, Good you for have you. to do that for yourself. You have to, cause you can't drink from an empty cup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just, just relax and, and, and just, let yourself be with yourself, even mm-hmm. if it's 20 minutes a day. And I always say, go walk outside, rain or shine, mm-hmm. cold or hot, walk outside. Yeah. You know, let get in nature a little bit. Sometimes when, when, when the noise gets too much, the chatter gets too much, I, I think all the answers are in nature. Mm-hmm. 
you ever yeah. do you ever get out and walk around and go I go to the park walking. go to the water the water go yeah. stand in the dirt <laughs> yep i'm not kidding right anything any yeah. old port in a storm yeah walking touches almost all of our senses and mm. i think that that's you know something that's like maybe maybe that is the invigorating aspect of it is that it's just you know it's yeah. it's kind of activating so many of those senses but i, I love going for a walk just walk outside yeah 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 well i'm so i'm so inspired by you know your the the humble spirit of you know being a learner and and taking that you know childlike mind and and that's you know it's really really inspiring because i think you know sometimes when you have reached such a an elite level in a career path you know mm -hmm. you can i think a lot of people tighten up around that where they don't yeah. want to expose that side of them because they want they want this persona of like you know being an untouchable um pro mm -hmm. expert mm -hmm. perfection you know mm -hmm. what i mean but um i do we see yeah. it a lot you know yeah and i and it and it i i think you're right i think it's it, it increases the burnout factor, mm -hmm. you know, because you're not living authentically, you're not like you said, taking breaks when you need them, or maybe taking a breath or, or just doing something different. Or, or maybe you do need to work a little harder. You know, mm -hmm. only you can decide that maybe you've taken too much time off and you need to, okay, let me, let me get it together. Maybe I need to take a lesson or maybe I need to, you know, read up on such and such or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Reconnect with my community. You know, maybe, you, maybe you have been away. Maybe you've had a family and you haven't really been in touch with your, excuse me, with your peers or whatnot. Try to calibrate that and, 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 and ask yourself, what do I need right now? Or what, who can, who can I be of service to? Cause there's always someone out there who needs a hand, who needs a hand up, who needs a, needs, needs maybe to just have a conversation, cup of coffee, or mm. a lot of times when I can't figure out what to do, I just say, who, where should I show up today? Mm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There are those days, you know, when I'm not yeah. working or when I, when I feel a little bit, um, you know, that feeling fight or flight, like, I don't know what I should do. Okay. So I just get quiet yes. and say, who needs me today? Because because that fills you up, you know, when you can offer yeah. something to somebody else. But it is true that you know, living under this facade, like you said, of being the pro and being, you know, being you know, kind of fancy and like, you know, I got this. Da, 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 da. You probably do, but there's also a part of you that needs to just, you know, just be a little bit more peaceful about it, maybe, or mm -hmm. um, maybe that's not the right word, but just just be a little more of an observer. I read an incredible book once called. The Untethered Soul. It's yeah. not for everybody. Yeah. You know this book? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. and I probably have more in common than we yeah. do. <laughs> the Untethered Soul completely changed how I see things. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, be careful when you read it, because you probably won't see things the same way again. Mm -hmm. that's, where I, that's where I learned about more about being the observer and how, how enriching and how powerful it can be and empowering it can be. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we all have so much to offer each other. We just need to do more of it, I think. Mm, that's so beautiful. Yeah, now I'm gonna have to go back and read the book again. <laughs> Michael Singer is amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, this, it's, this has been such a great conversation and I just, I, I love everything that you've shared with us and uh, you know, you, you've had a beautiful journey and I, I can't wait to hear more about it. You know, when, when the book comes out, yeah. um, thank you, Danielle, but at, 
I want to kind of close things out by asking you, what makes you unstoppable? It's hard to hit a moving target. Hey, I like that. <laughs> Just keep it moving. <laughs> Just keep it moving. You keep it moving. <laughs> Just try to keep it moving, you know. Um, that's that's what I would say. And mm -hmm. um, and just sort of, uh, hmm, what should I say? Carve out a path to the, to the divine, whatever that means to you. Mm -hmm. Stay connected to the thing that really makes you who you are. Yeah. That's that indefinable spark. Mm -hmm. Everyone has it. Um, and that will keep you grounded when you're not. When you're not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that, that makes me feel unstoppable because I know who I am and whose I am. And uh, I feel very connected to the source. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that keeps me, keeps me grounded when I feel like, <laughs> like I'm falling off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. That is so important. And I think what you said before, too, about just keep it moving is sometimes when Listen. things feel insurmountable or that, you know, you don't see any way, you don't see any any possibility if mm -hmm. you just keep going do the next thing <laughs> do the next best thing <laughs> do the next best thing <laughs> and you too can be unstoppable yes, yes. <laughs> and whatever you do <laughs> that's a sound bite right there <laughs> <laughs> right oh, oh my man. gosh well i am going to put your instagram handle in the comments okay cool and is that the best place for people to check out yeah. your work yeah, absolutely. I, I, I read all my DMs and, and stuff. Uh, and, you know, I, I get back to everyone as soon as I can. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I always love to connect. Yeah, find me on Instagram. Facebook, I don't check as much. Mm -hmm. I try to when I'm when I've got projects, I share to Facebook, but Insta is probably the best. Yeah, and great. We can, we can just get to know each other from there. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. If you love this conversation as much as I did and would like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with The Unstoppable Singer and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at Unstoppable Singer. And while you're there, please share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag me at Unstoppable Singer. Once again, I'm Danielle Tucker, a professional singer and vocal coach. I've spent the last 25 years crafting a successful career for myself in the music industry and showing other aspiring singers how to do the same. The world needs your voice now more than ever. So get out there and create an unstoppable career. Thanks so much for joining.